We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode of the Colleen and Bradley Show will not be airing due to inclement weather. In its place, please enjoy this classic episode of... The Ronco Rotisserie. Set it and forget it. Thank you. you guys, this is exciting. Set it and forget it. I've always wanted one of these. I have Where something I really it? exciting to show you. I just got a tattoo on the palm of my hand. Uh, it is the Japanese kanji for Ronco. Oh. Yeah. That's great. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think you actually did that. And we are actually here live. That's true. This is true. not actually a rerun. That's true. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and we are really excited to have our next guest on the line. You may not realize this, but this is the host of one of the two longest running shows on the radio station on My Talk 1071. Mm-hmm. You know her, you love her. <laughs> Her name is Katie Canine. Your animals love her. Hello, Katie Canine. Hi, Katie Canine. Oh, wait. We don't have her yet. There she is. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Katie. It's cold outside. It we've, is so cold, Katie Canine. And we thought, you know what? I've I've seen a lot of uh, questions and uh, pictures and posts on social media regarding pets in this weather. And we thought, well, gosh, we have to call Katie Canine because she'll be able to tell us what we're supposed to do with our furry ones who don't want to go outside but kind of need to. You bet. And this is uh, yesterday and today. I can guarantee you, I'd say 98% of all the dogs have had accidents in the house. <laughs> you know what? And I've been, people are talking, I mean, I've seen people talk about this on social media. I've had friends texting me about this. Their animals will not go outside. And I think, who can blame them? Oh. It is cold out there. Well, it's kind of like you going out right now, dropping your drawers and going potty. <laughs> and yep. I tried that earlier. It did not feel good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, the biggest thing is, is that, yeah, uh, most dogs will go out, splash, and come racing back in. And like, I'm done. But you know they're not done. And so the big thing when it gets cold like this, windy, rainy or snowy, and then the cold, what you've got to do is take them out more often, and they're probably going to splash, come in, wait, you know, a minute or two, keep them on a leash with you so they don't go someplace else in the house, and then take them back out and try it again. Go potty. And so just take them out more often because now my little Ethel, she's a three-pounder. You know, she went outside uh, on the bottom of the steps. I could count to four. She was done and said, I'm done. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you need, do I need to put, um, well, here's a, a whole nother layer that we could probably talk about. Speaking of layers, what to put on their, their uh, little paws. Do we need to put something on? And if we do, is there something better than 
uh, something else to put on their paws okay, when well, you take them out. Well, if a dog isn't used to being dressed up, okay, when you go to dress them like when it's cold like this, thinking you're protecting them, they feel so awkward in their clothes or booties or whatever that they really won't go potty, okay? okay? And so the thing is, unless uh, with boots, the big thing in the city dwellers is all the salt, the stuff that they use mm-hmm. that will burn their pads and such. Yep. And so that's why they, you really need to have boots on dogs in the city, but they have to be fitted correctly. And a lot of people don't understand how to do that correctly. Yep. And so that's the, the big thing. That you should, if you're a city dweller, they should definitely have boots on if you're taking them out onto the sidewalk where, you know, salt and chemicals are nuts. You can also put Musher's Secret, yep. or there's a lot of dog, with dog balm. And you should put that on anyway because their pads from you washing them off can get dry, and then they start cracking, and now we got a whole other problem. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I always think of it's like it's like putting your your lips on the the sidewalk <laughs> repeatedly. Those are soft soft little bits of tissue. Can, do you have an opinion about because we use um, our our um, our Wheezy? She's like fourteen pounds and she does not like this weather so much. But she loves those balloons. Yep. That you put on the bottom of the feet, and people always think, well, how does that protect against the cold? All it really does is protect against the, the chemicals the chemicals and yeah. stuff getting up in her pads. Which... Right. And so that, but, you know, and I worry more about that, because dogs, as you saw, too, if you send them out, you know, no boots, uh, it's paw freeze. You know, they get out there about four steps, and all of a sudden, one paw comes up, yeah. and two, and, and so, like I say, you just got to be quick about it, and then get them right back. And don't take them, you know, if your potty spot is, like, you know, in the back 40, yep. you know, let them go down to the bottom of the steps, pee, poop, and get back in again. Don't worry about it when it's this cold, where they put it, as long as you try to get it outside. Now, um, Katie, what about, so, for example, you said about 98% of uh, animal owners are have probably had their pups have some accidents inside yeah. the house. In terms of, of, of accidents inside the house, if you're working on house training, or if you've had a house trained animal for a long time, and they've opted to go inside uh you know how are you handling that when the weather is like this outside and you kind of get it as a as an animal owner right you don't give them any freedom in the house because you know you're going to have some problems okay so if there you have keep them on a leash with you or you use your kennel or create baby gate area that if they have an accident you're not going to hit the fan Mm -hmm. and so you just got to kind of roll with the punches and and see it from the dog's point of view and then once the weather breaks you know like friday you know it's supposed to you know we're, we're going on the right direction and then just reiterate potty training okay let's go go potty go potty tell them what it is and where they need to put it okay and then you're probably you might see a little bit of regression but not oh, yeah. like a full no okay no, no. some dogs might get lazy so that's why you want to kind of just spit them back you know whereas kind of reiterate potty training like okay a couple days i'll forgive you it's 40 below but now you're we're back and this is where it needs to go okay. and another thing people don't think of is metal bowls mm. Just like your tongue on the uh, on the flagpole, <laughs> yeah. Is that if you have outside critters, you know whether you got rabbits, chickens, whatever, no metal bowls whatsoever. Use rubber ones, or if you put water out for the birds, you know what I mean. No metal bowls, you know, just uh, shallow rubber or whatever type thing. So okay. that's that's the main name of the game. Is there anything else we need to be paying attention to uh, with, you know, furry ones in this kind of weather? Well, the big thing is, like, with if you've got outdoor cats, uh, that they don't freeze their ears. And so if you can try, and dogs can do too. Ears are the really bad thing when they get wind chills really bad. And so that's the, the uh, with the cats, I worry about. And I had one cat, that froze, literally froze her ears off. She came, mm-hmm. never mind. 
But anyway, and oh. so the best thing that you can do is create, you know, take like a tote and, and put styrofoam inside of it and cut a hole in it and put some blankets in there and put it out for you. Like if you know outdoor cats, put some food in there and then hopefully the cat will find it because if they can get out of the wind, that mm. will help, you know, dramatically. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. But yeah, the boots is a big thing. You know, clothes, not clothes that make noises. Dogs hate that. You know, they may look pretty, but things that make noises, you know, crinkle noises or whatever. Oh, sure. And then, like I say, just uh, no walks. Yesterday and today, if you took your dog out for a walk, you're an idiot. Oh, <laughs> no, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah. What you want to do is you want to, you know, get them out there, get them potty, get them right back in. Then uh, go on YouTube or whatever, find some tricks to teach the dog. So you're mentally teaching them something and you both don't go stir crazy. Yeah, we did that last night. We did a little, uh, instead of a walk, we did a little uh, fun time on the couch. With yeah, some hide, take their food and hide it throughout the house and, and have them go find it, you know, little pieces. And so that'll keep them busy and occupied. And, you know, like, the, but the main thing is use their brain instead of their, their body when it gets cold like this. And truth be told, the dog would like it a lot better because it's one-on-one real time with you, face-to-face. I love it. Katie Canine, we knew that there was one person that we would talk to who would be able to help us through this. And like I said, you know, we've seen a lot of people uh, on social media and over text uh, in our friend groups who've had a lot of struggles with their with their pups. So thank you so much for taking time with us today. Zip it up and and we we don't have much longer. It's afternoon. Things will be better. It's true. Thank you so much, Katie Katie Canine. You as well. Uh, Yeah, it's true. By this weekend... Your animals are going to be so excited again. Yeah, and they're going to need some exercise for and sure. They're going to be outside trotting around like it was, like it's no big deal because it's going yeah. to be like well, in the forties. You'd rather 40s. have them trotting outside than trotting. On this the is inside. true. This is true. <laughs> uh, all right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, I need somebody to explain this thing to me. Um, there's been some sort of petition to get Maroon Five, who's mm-hmm. doing the halftime show. At the Super Bowl on Sunday, yeah, there's been a petition to get them to sing a SpongeBob song. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking like you know this. I mean, like this makes sense to you? Well, I don't know if that makes sense, but I've heard the story. Yeah, I don't get it, and I need All somebody right. to explain it to me. Like, why would they be singing a SpongeBob song first? Second of all, why would that even be good? Okay. And third of all, what the heck? Um. We need to like maybe we can grab a millennial in the office or something okay. to explain this to me. Uh, we're gonna learn more about SpongeBob and Maroon Five after this on my talk one oh seven. Well I was hoping that we could get a millennial to explain to me this SpongeBob SquarePants and Maroon Five song at the Super Bowl thing and uh, the millennials were not available. Well, no offense, but millennials don't listen to the radio usually. That's so. true. That's true. So instead we found um, one of the eldest people on our staff, Donnie <laughs> oh Love. Oh my God, you just age shamed Donnie. I didn't know. Okay. I, I, just... I, I wear the badge with honor. Thank you. I was just saying, like uh, the, the other, the other bookend. Uh, this is the Cold Lean and Brewer Hadley show. Get it, Donnie? Um, cold Lean and Bradley. Do you guys know how cold it is? <laughs> how cold is it, Bradley? Oh, no, police oh, told God. a robber to freeze, and he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got any more where that came from? A streaker froze mid streak. Mayor Mitchell hung a plaque around his neck, so we'll have to pretend he's a statue until spring. That's a joke? I don't yeah. know what that means. <laughs> That's a little weak. 
Okay. All right. Well, uh, in any case, uh, we're streaming live at mytalk1071.com, doing everything entertainment. Uh, and Donnie from Lori and Julia came to explain this whole story about Maroon 5 maybe singing a song from SpongeBob SquarePants yeah. at the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Donnie, can you lay this out? Because I saw this, I saw a headline about this, and I thought, what what does this mean? Why is it happening, and why do I want this? Well, as a SpongeBob aficionado, I can tell you this was, uh, it goes back to an episode of the early 2000s called The Bubble Bowl. Okay. The Bubble Bowl. Okay. The Bubble Bowl. The Bubble Bowl. And you know what Squidward is, right? Yeah. Okay. It's a friend of Squidward. Squidward got himself caught. uh, So many lessons in this episode. Uh, He got himself into a big, big lie. Okay. Do you watch SpongeBob? I still watch the reruns and I need to laugh. So weird. So um, a friend of his, a high school rival, uh, Mm -hmm. Squilliam Fancy Son, shows up and says, I'm this famous orchestra leader now. Okay. You know, well, Squidward says, oh, yeah, well, I have a band and I'm an orchestra guy, too. Really? Squilliam says, well, I tell you what, I am going to offer to let you and your band cover for my band, Nike Orchestra, at the Bubble Bowl coming up. Okay, so so the Bubble Bowl is like the biggest. Like the Super Bowl. Game in. In Sponge World. No, in Sponge World. So now, bottom. of course, Squidward no, realizes he doesn't have a band. Uh oh. He doesn't okay. never had one. So he decides he's going to go to uh, all the little bikini bottom people and he's going to recruit them to be in his orchestra. Okay. Well, that goes horribly, horribly wrong. Oh no! Absolutely a disaster. Did they all get like picked up by a They're Japanese terrible. trawler and eaten? No, they didn't. But the rehearsals completely fall apart. Everybody's mad at everybody else, and the, the thing is just a disaster. But SpongeBob who always has a positive attitude, refuses to give up. And he brings everybody together, and they get to the bubble bowl, and Squidward sees them there getting ready to play, and of course he turns away thinking, oh my lord, Squilliam is going to find out this is a huge disaster. They're going to sound absolutely atrociously bad. Aha! That is not how it turns out. The band pulled it together, and with SpongeBob's help, they give the performance of a lifetime, particularly with SpongeBob on lead vocals on the song Sweet Victory. So Squidward is saved. Okay, but how do we get from there to Maroon 5 then? Well, there's well, no, first, there's hold no on. direct line. First, yes. let's listen to Sweet Victory oh, yes, so, let's we do can, that. so we can have this moment of Sweet Victory. It's very 80s hairband. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very Journey-ish, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. By the way, one of the writers of SpongeBob is the actual vocalist on that. Oh. Yeah. Having his moment. So, Okay, you know, so, yeah. So, to so Brad's Squilliam point. says, oh, my God, he faints. These guys are so good. And Squidward is vindicated. Awesome episode. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Episode, I'm sorry, Mister. I'm going to have to start. Well, it's a very good in. episode. It's all about facing adversity and coming out a victor, hmm? or having your friend cover for you and make everything better for you or that just like, okay so so to, because it's the bubble bowl bubble bowl super bowl yeah. somehow mm-hmm. somebody started this idea of why don't we have maroon five well, it was all because somebody passed away right sweet victory yes the creator of uh, spongebob passed away from L- lou gehrig's disease okay and so in honor of him, they right. had this idea, oh, this song was great. People loved it. Let's see if we can get Adam Levine and the guys in Maroon 5 to honor the creator of SpongeBob by right. singing this song at the Super Bowl. Exactly you know, Why correct. didn't they just get like Tina Turner to do the halftime show? I mean, that's a far more fascinating story than <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. I'm just filling in the blanks. I mean, giving it, you the backstory. I, no, I mean that was a detailed recounting. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, if you have to, <laughs> if you have to tell a tale about an episode of SpongeBob to get people excited about the Super Bowl I mean, halftime, because show. I think that that is the thing that is going to get people tuning in at this point is will they or won't they sing it? <laughs> they do this, and now all of you who didn't know, like me, now know well, and are semi invested in it, yeah. and uh, I'll wow, be tuning semi-invested. in. Semi invested. Let yeah. me get help. Donnie, thank you very much. Very enlightening. We'll be back. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Bradley. (laughs) It's so cold. We changed our name. (laughs) See what we did there? Uh, We call those celebrities behaving badly D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I got a lady D-bag for Show you. Show me your D-bag. Uh, her name is Farah Abraham. Oh, Farah Abraham. What Back did she do? Months. Yes, guess oh. what she did. Uh, I saw this yesterday, and I actually, I don't know why I did this. I searched for the actual video that she posted yeah. of her nine-year-old daughter dancing in a bra and underwear. Wait, what? She posted it on her Snapchat. Why would you do that? Well, isn't that it? Like, is that legal? I right. Okay, so she and rightly so um, was dragged on social media for doing so. She posted. Did she clap back? Uh, she did actually. Thanks oh. for asking. Um, this is this is the description of what she posted on Snapchat this week. I was not able to find it. I don't even know why I was looking for it. I felt dirty even doing that. Um, <laughs> if you're Abraham's daughter in pants. I know. It was yeah. terrible. Um, she posted a clip to Snapchat, which showed Sophia, who's nine years old, wearing makeup, which she has done before, and dancing in uh, a top, like a bralette, and underwear. Uh, the video was posted, and uh, other followers on social media said, Farah, you are abusive. Stop marketing your daughter to child predators, etc." Um, but you know what? Farrah Abraham did clap back. What did she say? It's my child and I do what I want. Okay. That actually would be actually like, would kind of make sense if she said that. No, what she said was the following. I know my daughter and I are living our best lives wearing Kelvin Klein's. (laughs) 
Good for uh, her. No, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. She turned it into a marketing opportunity. Clearly, I mean, the, this girl, the, she's a hustler. Clearly, the bra and underwear that her daughter was wearing in the video were Calvin Klein's. Yeah. And that's why she dragged Calvin Klein into this. Does and if Calvin I were Klein Calvin make Klein, child bras, I would be like, please don't do that. Yeah. Like, ever. I mean, no. I just, is little Sophia really living her best life? Because I'm looking at all these pictures of Farah and Sophia together. And the first question that pops into my mind is, does this child go to school? No, she doesn't. Thank you for asking. Um, I went down a very strange rabbit hole last night. Um, Because, again, I've watched... I watched Teen Mom, the first season of Teen Mom, which was the year that Farah was pregnant with Sophia, gave birth to Sophia on this MTV show, and then spun off into Teen Mom, the original Teen Mom, which now is Teen Mom OG. And now she's not even on the show any longer because she had such a bad attitude, long story short. But I've followed her Sophia's entire life. And the answer to that question is no. Sophia doesn't go to school. She's allegedly homeschooled by Farah. Um, I don't know that that is homeschooling in the traditional sense. Um, they spend a lot of time in the United Arab Emirates. Uh, could you well, read between the lines on that, yeah, guys? I mean, the rumor is that that's a hotbed of prostitution. and High that, priced. And if you take a moment... Sex work. To look at the uh, social media accounts of Farah Abraham, you might not think that that sounds like such a far stretch. Um, so, there. All I also read this list of things like parenting, strange parenting decisions of Farah Abraham for Sophia. One of them is she will not allow. Sophia to have friends that are not celebrity children because those children understand her better. Yeah. It's hard when you're a celebrity. There's just some interesting regular people don't get how hard it is. She insists on treating um, Sophia like a peer rather than a daughter. Yeah. And that is like actually a decision she makes. Um, and if you decide that you want to be critical of her parenting, she doesn't have any time for that. And she'll tell you what's wrong with you. She'll clap back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I mean, that's what we're dealing with. But um, another day in the world of fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I worry about parenting. I do worry about that young yeah, lady. The child's going to have issues. Sorry. Gonna have. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would present tense that yeah and, and future, future tense, tense yep. and you know past, I, tense. past tense that yep. too all tenses work. okay so there was some clapping in the back to that story correct <laughs> yep okay um back door, i'm just gonna leave that mom. over there okay so i actually was gonna tell you about kylie and then i was like you know what i don't want to tell you that story i'd rather tell you the story because this one is like this is an all play oh fun so it, it starts with a headline and okay. again if you're just joining us we're doing um and i'm pulling cords everywhere okay uh this is our celebrity d-bag segment my d-bag is everyone basically but specifically, let's start here with this headline. Brielle Bierman fires back after a hater criticizes her butt in sexy new bikini photo. 
There's a lot going on okay. there. Right? Yeah. So what is a Brielle Bierman? That is the daughter of that lady from the Real Housewives. Kim Zolciak. Yep. And Croy Bierman. Croy Bierman. His name is Croy Bierman, who, by the way, is like a former NFL football player mm-hmm. who likes to wear thongs. It's As one does. And she likes to have artificial lips. Mm-hmm. That's all you really need Wait, to know. Wait, which one? Kim. Yeah. But her daughter also, anyway, I don't uh-huh. want to focus on her daughter other than this particular story, which is Brielle Bierman fires back after a hater has criticized her butt in a sexy new bikini photo. And I thought to myself instantly... Okay, I feel like if you're posting sexy bikini photos, you're kind of opening yourself up for people's opinions about what you look like in a in sexy, sexy bikini, bikini photo, photo, correct? Mm-hmm. But then that's where I say this is an all play because this is Hollywood Life. This article comes from Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller, mm-hmm. and uh, it's written by uh, a lady named Jenna Lemoncelli. Sounds like a totally legitimate name. Yeah. Okay, she's the entertainment and sports editor. At Hollywood They have Life. a sports editor. Apparently okay, so. Okay, well, sit with that. Uh, anyway, Brielle Bierman isn't here for your sassy questions about her behind. The reality star fired back at a fan on Insties who noticed something on her behind and called her out for it. Take a look at... Um, hold on a second. Hold the phone. Noticed something on her behind? Is this... Do we need to have a... Com- is this... Appropriate for the radio? Did she sit on a piece of chocolate? Uh, take okay. Take a look at Brielle's epic response. Now, Brielle Bierman, she's twenty-one. She is known to speak her mind. So I'm reading, thinking like, "Ooh, what is this? This is going to be juicy, right? <laughs> this butt story is going to be real juicy." It sure Blame it on my juice, baby. Okay. Um. So uh, then you read, basically, she posted a picture of herself at the beach, right? Uh Uh-huh. That's where you wear bikinis. And somebody, they trolled the comments. Uh Uh-huh. Bonnie Fuller's uh, Lemoncello lady uh, Uh pulled, uh, looked through the comments, and she found somebody that said the following. What is wrong with your butt cheek? The user asked in reference to a barely visible discoloration on Bierman's skin on her butt. Um. And then the person went on to say, peeling from a sunburn okay so i almost think that that's like somebody being concerned like are you okay did you get sunburned like you might want to have a dermatologist look at that because you might not be able to see it because it's on your backside and i know i need somebody to check my moles on it's not like hey fat butt what's wrong with your ugly derriere it's so ugly no. So to, qual- to to quantify that as a hater seems a little bit of a stretch, mm-hmm. right? And and frankly, um, they're just like, what's wrong with your butt? Did you have a sunburn? I mean, really? But going back to Brielle's response. Oh, wait, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, you haven't? Oh. No. So then Brielle responds because remember, she clapped back at this hater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her booty clapped back. The... Uh, <laughs> Bierman, who took a time to answer a few fan comments, clapped back, quote, birthmark SMH. Okay. That was it. So the response to the person who thought maybe she had a skin problem that maybe should be looked at, she responded with, well, I have a birthmark SMH. Shake my head. Shake my head. And uh, don't worry, the story does share that with you. Oh, thank you. Um, Thank you. (laughs) They do say... Honestly, we didn't notice anything about the Bierman's amazing figure and the stunning ocean view, of course, when we took a glance at the photo. But hey, she was born with a birthmark. So her SMH reply, which means shaking my head, was totally appropriate. 
Thank you, now, Lemoncello lady. Now, can you scroll lady. down and, and look at that photo? I am. I don't see a birthmark. I don't. I barely see some or discoloration. I, where is it? Which cheek? But uh, this <laughs> am is why I I'm angry at, at everybody. Because I'm angry at Brielle for posting this and responding. <laughs> I'm angry at the person who was like, what's wrong with your butt? Like, what are you doing that you're sitting there looking at that so carefully? And then you would stop doing what you're doing in a day to be like, do you have a thing on your butt? And then Brielle's like, birthmark, SMH. And then Bonnie Fuller started a website and employed somebody with the last name that's like a liqueur (laughs) who wrote an entire like 800 word article on nothing. Wait, we're not done with the story. And then the Colleen and Bradley show has an entire segment called D-Bags where we actually talked about this at length. All of us, yeah, we're a part of the We are. We're mm-hmm. part of the problem. I mean, I'm, but, but we're I'm, aware of it. But at least so. we know our place, this right? Is true. We're just calling out. We know where we are in the pecking order. Everything, which is at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I just, I, it's, right it's like literally. I don't know SMH. if I'm, if I'm ticked because I'm not making money doing this because this is the easiest job in the world. Like, oh, let me look. Oh, Brielle Beerman. What did somebody write? Oh, somebody wrote something. Okay, <laughs> so let me just mm. use words. Uh-huh. I can words. fashion She's 800 words around that. Okay, and done. Now I can we'll go about my day. Off. Jenna Lemoncelli. <laughs> She's probably a very nice person. She's apparently in New York. She's done some interviews. Yeah. When she's not producing entertainment contests or content, you'll catch her zeroing in on all things sports. Oh, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, Colleen, she even likes Grey's Anatomy. See? Well, I'm not alone. I knew it. I knew it. You got people. And Jenna Lemoncelli. What's yeah. on your butt? Mm-hmm. It's a birthmark. <laughs> Ooh, she called her out. <laughs> Clap back. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, you guys, I have really big news. I what? texted a celebrity last oh, night. A bona fide oh. celebrity. Kind of name dropping, aren't you? Not yet, but oh. I'm going to name drop. Okay. But I'm not joking. I, I, th- I, this isn't like one of those empty teases where on the other side I'm going to be like, I texted Big Bird. So no. you're basically like, you know, every entertainment show around ever. When I'm, we come back, find out what's under your sink that'll kill you. Right. But I'm actually going to drop a real name. I really texted a real celebrity. Okay. Last night. Okay. I'm going to tell you what real celebrity I texted last night. Can't wait. After this on My Talk 1071. Guys, I really did. I texted a bona fide celebrity last night. Um, I'm about to tell you who it was. I kind of feel like from your tone that you're taking us on a ride, but I'm not taking you on a ride. Why would you? I promise you that it was a real celebrity, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to say like, you know, I don't know, uh, Spuds McKenzie or something like that. I'm not going to give or like a Max. Sorry. Or like Max Headroom. He was a dog in the 80s. He can't still possibly be alive. I'm sorry. Anyway, okay, first of all, this is the Cold Lean and Burr Adley show on uh, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. I texted Ashton Kutcher last night. Okay, well, yeah, you and everybody else. What? There was nothing unique about that, honey. Mm -mm. Did you text Ashton Kutcher last night? No, because why would I? Yeah. Did you think he's going to respond to you? Is he even worse? Why don't you tell people what you're talking about before you get... First of all, real tired of the attitude. (laughs) Well, join Um, the club. You're tired of your attitude too? Good. (laughs) Okay, so Ashton Kutcher 
takes to Twitter and tweets the following. I miss having a real connection with real people. I'm like, I'm in. I miss it too, Ashton. I'd like to connect with you. Tell me more. (laughs) He said, my community. From now on, you can just text me. I won't be able to respond to everyone. I'm like, okay, so he knows he's going to get a lot of texts. But I'm right here, Ashton. I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, He says, but at least we can be real with each other. And I can share the unedited latest and greatest in my world. And then he put his phone number and he said, yes, this is my real number. So I texted him. Okay. Did he respond? No. Um, Can I just point something out? First of all, he removed that from Twitter. Did you see what he said? Uh, He said, well, last I checked, he said something like as something about SMS is hard and he was going to repost something else. Yeah. yeah, The number, because he took the number off because it probably crashed something. Um, He also said, Changing my social media strategy starting tomorrow. Style sound. Colleen, I would like. Was what? that you laughing, Holly? <laughs> yes, okay. I'm just laughing at my community. By the way, that's capitalized. That's a formal noun. Ashton Kutcher's community. Does he have his own community? What, what, why what are you guys laughing? I texted Ashton Kutcher at the number he provided. To, um, to you, me. Have you heard the word tool before? <laughs> Because you're kind of being one right now. Do you want to hear what I said to him? Yeah. Oh, please. I'm sorry. That was probably, I should have done that. What did you say to him, Colleen? Maybe I don't want to tell you anymore. Well, I kind of feel like you're going to anyway. Hi, Ashton Kutcher. I just wanted to see if you'd be willing to call into our radio show on My Talk (laughs) 107.1 in the Twin Cities. That's genius right there. Thank you for using your powers for good. Thank you. Now, I'm I'm not done. Oh, okay. I said, it's cold here. Oh my god! And we're freezing our butts off. Wow! Why didn't you just send him like boobies or something? And we, I did. Did you? And we'd love to hear from you. Text back if you can join How us. How many booby pics did you? Because you got to stand out. You got to give him something to like. Mm-hmm. Anyway, can I tell you the truth here? So I'm I'm giving I'm you. I'm gonna send him one right. Oh my god! <laughs> stop that! No, I want uh, I want to tell you why I think this is all just a bunch of hooey. So that was the story last night. Because I saw it too that he had posted his uh, cell phone, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "What is this night? Like 2000, right? Like 19 2000." I'm just saying, like it's a, it's not quite 1900s, but it's like early 2000s mm-hmm. where you're like, "I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a real connection. I'm going to post my pager number, and you're all going to page me." Okay, well that's clever and cute, but why would he do that? Like, because again, like all things, Colleen, when celebrities do stuff, we go, "Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder why he did that." Right. Right, but I wasn't wondering because I felt like he just wanted to have a real connection. Yeah. And so, you, temporary insanity. It's fine. It's cold. You got kids everywhere. Your husband's doing his thing. So I get it. Sometimes it's hard for you to to do that math on the fly. But <laughs> normally our job is to ask some questions about celebrities. Okay. And I, now I'm not going to have enough time, but I did want you to understand something. So because I thought to myself, why why is he doing this? And there is an article that was posted this morning about Ashton Kutcher that makes me think, huh, I wonder if these two are related. Headline, Danny Masterson's rape accusers call out Ashton Kutcher. Quote, silence protects the abusers. (gasps) And it's a story all about how Ashton Kutcher is friends with Danny Masterson, has still not called him out on all these allegations or said anything publicly. And not only that, guess where Ashton Kutcher was this weekend with his pal uh, who's being investigated by, I think, the LAPD currently. Um, 
on these allegations. Guess where they were this I, weekend? Hawaii? No, they were at a Scientology wedding. Oh, so it's like double, double bad. So you've got the Scientologist Ooh. that he's pals with who's under investigation for sexual uh, assault. Four women have reportedly oh. come forward to the LAPD with rape allegations against Danny Masterson. There was a photo leaked on social media of of this wedding and Ashton palling around with Danny Masterson in the group. So it makes me wonder, so like, are you I wonder, saying that this was sort of like a diversionary tactic to try to get us to pay attention and send him texts instead of paying attention to the fact that he's hanging out with basically you know, a, a Scientology? You could have had that rapist. thought instead of like, hey, Ashton Kutcher. But I was trying to get him to call the show. I mean, Where's if that had worked, it would have been fine. Whatever. Oh, that's gross. I don't like. Okay, the world is a tough place. When we come back. <laughs> On my talk one oh seven one. We gotta talk to you about your coffee, okay? Yeah, no, it's it's important. It's real big. Yeah. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.